All right, everyone, we are live for today's podcast. It is Sunday, May 28th, 2023. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, joined by my co-host here, Mr. Big Marcel. Usually we do the, the show Mondays, guys. Uh, just to change the schedule this week, something came up really short notice for me, and I had to uh, switch the, the time. Marcel, I appreciate you joining in, man, on uh, short notice here on Sunday. So, again, no podcast tomorrow, Monday. It should be back to normal next week with uh, the Monday schedule. But uh, for this week, I had to do it Sunday. Marcel, man, how's it going? How's your, how's your weekend going? I mean, it still is the weekend, I guess. Although for you, yeah. it's pretty over. But, uh, yeah, talk to me. Yeah, it's good, man. I mean, uh, if it comes to uh, my team-wise, that's not really good. But uh, overall, it's good, you know. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've watched some Fury, gra- Fury grappling yesterday, you know, with um, – I think Petrovsky was on it. Uh, yeah, Joe Pfeiffer against Gerald Mershaw in the main event. And uh, Ben Davis fighting uh, uh, the CEO of uh, CFSC, which was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that, that's what I did pretty much. Not a lot. I did check that out. I saw I saw Ben's match. I mean, it was only 13 seconds long. It really wasn't a match. You know, let's be honest. Um, you know, credit to the guy for stepping in there. But, like, I also kind of – I know a lot of people are saying, oh, like, the straight ankle locks of oh, straight ankle locks of workout move anyways. But, like – Honestly, bro, I didn't really like how the guy went for his leg. I, I would have tried to go for like a rear naked choke or something, you know. Like I don't know, Marcel. That's just my thoughts. And mm-hmm. I've been talking to people that are, you know, in MMA, you know, DMs and stuff. And some people think that was kind of a dirty move by the guy. And other people are saying in the jiu-jitsu community, you're like, no, it's not dirty at all. Like I don't know, Marcel. It was a black belt against a white belt. Like I, I don't know. That's what I'm going to say about that. Um, I know there was Road to UFC. You've been watching that at all? Have you checked that out? I have seen uh, parts of it. Not everything. You saw. I saw a crazy knockout, the flying knee. That's uh, that yes. boring, crazy, uh, right? Yeah, and the disqualification I saw. But I haven't seen it. When that was on, I was almost uh, kind of still asleep, you know. So it's uh, I haven't seen it all. So, uh, But uh, I've seen a few. But the decision fights, I haven't seen, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. No, for sure. All right, guys. So like I said, I uh, appreciate you guys jumping on a short notice here. Just had a change in schedule this week and had to do the podcast today. Um, we're going to break down UFC Vegas 74. Care France versus Albazi, that takes place next Saturday at the UFC Apex. And Marcel, I always ask you this. Uh, well, actually, we'll get some comments first, and then we'll get into it. we got our boy Glenn in the chat. we got Glenn here. How's it going, man? Glenn, thanks again for coming on short notice. He wants to ask – I asked you this yesterday, Marcel. Actually, or me, I texted you this morning. I can't remember the days. We're all kind of blending into each other. Do you know what weight class Kutatulaze Malarkey is? Because I messaged I you. Think, and, go I ahead. think it's 155, man, as far as I know. Why, why is every, everything else is saying 145, though? Is there a reason it's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I mean, at this point, guys, like I, I'd like to believe Marcel knows that it's or believes it's at one fifty-five, and I kind of feel like we all know it should be. But the fact that it is at uh, listed at one forty-five on UFC stats website and on ESPN um, their website as well, Marcel, it's a little little strange. So it's, that's really just it's a little strange because it's on multiple websites now. It's not just you know one mistake. It's on the ESPN website too, Marcel. So. It could be at 145. I mean, it'd be nice to know, right? It would be. I don't think it's going to change my breakdown of the fight regardless of that, but I, I, I want to believe it's a mistake and it's at 155. It's just kind of weird that a guy that's ranked, you know, I think, isn't Umar uh, Grum, like, he's top 15, right? Like, why would he? No, he's not He's not ranked. Grum's not ranked? Really? No. Oh, he lost his last fight to Damir. Yeah, but it was so close. I mean, he really should. And he beat Gamrod, so I don't know. He should be ranked. I, I like Grant Dawson, but like, come on, Demir or uh, Garam should be number fifteen, I think, instead of him. And Grant's win, I believe, was a catchweight fight, right? His his last win. So like, yeah, I think Garam should be one at one fifty five rank. And anyways, we'll see what happens. We got our boy Antoine in the chat. What's going on, Antoine? 
very rare flyweight main event, man. It doesn't happen often. They used to do it all the time with, with Demetrius Johnson, obviously, and Joseph Benavidez back in the day. But Marcel, pretty rare now for the uh, the flyweights, obviously. Uh, Cejudo, I guess, was another guy that main evented some. But uh, Here. Oh, go, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, if you don't well, let me do the background so you can you guys can see it. Um, What's that? Why doesn't it always does this, man? Yeah, you can see lightweight under it. Let's see lightweight. It? Yeah, it does. Okay. I, yeah, I would hope yeah. it's a mistake then. I really do. Yeah. Here's one other question we'll get before we break into the breakdowns. Do you think if – it's on Matt. He says, do you think if Sagan doesn't get you more finalized for the main event, uh, does he fight someone else? I think that fight's getting done. What do you think, Marcel? Is that what you're hearing? Uh, Umar Sand, I would think that it's probably on the Nashville car. Yeah, definitely because uh, uh, who else from the team is on it? Tagir is on it. They got Jake Hatley. Um, there's another guy from their team on that car. Let me think. Who else is on that car, dude, on Nashville? Um, come on, fill me in, Adam. I'm, I, I I don't know. I'm drawing a blank here. Um the August 5th card? Uh, so, no, I mean, no, it's not from the team, but Said is also on against Kyla, Kyla uh, Phillips. So. Right on. I mean, there are a few Russians on it, so, uh, yeah. Right on. Okay, let's get into the breakdown, UFC Vegas 74. Now, I always ask you this before we start. Like, what's your overall thoughts on, on this card? It's okay, man. You know, I don't think it's amazing. I think it's some, some fun fights on it. Um I'm actually intrigued by some fights who don't get to get a lot of shine on this card. I think I would say I'm going a seven out of ten if I have to say what I think about the card. I like the main event, for example. So yeah, I'm kind of with you too, but like I also feel like this could be a card that like kind of surprises us as well. Just really quick with these last couple questions before we get into the breakdowns, we got James. What's up, man? He says, "Do the winner of Drickus and Barber fights Izzy and Tiddy?" I mean, that's the plan, but it just seems like a quick turnaround. You know, and I, I think Marcel would say the same thing. I hope they just don't gonna do is he against Hill. I I could see that happening because Dana was kind of uh, vague when he said like we have a plan, but you know didn't release it. Maybe that's the backup plan. You know, I still think Hamzat makes sense. Like uh, he's right there, but they want to save him for Abu Dhabi for, for some reason. So um, yeah, uh, a couple other comments here. We got MA now. Appreciate this man. He says great channel videos. Thank you. Matt says uh, you're both great. No, I man, appreciate that. Thanks, man. What's up, bipolar? How's it going, man? Glad to have you here. Antoine, yes, tough is next. It starts, uh, yeah, 30th, right? So on Tuesday, uh, Conor McGregor and Chandler. I think Marcel's actually going to watch this season, right? I think you're actually going to watch this one. Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. It, it might be good, Marcel. Let's be honest. Like, um, I know you. I, I know you. I haven't watched. Yeah, but I haven't watched the Netflix uh, documentary yeah, where everybody is blowing uh, steam. Same here. I gotta watch that. All right, guys, let's get into this. We'll start with the first fight of the night, Marcel. This is according to UFC stats. And remember, there is one fight that's not listed right now, but I believe it's uh, going to be listed this week. That's Gafarov and Castaneda. That should be, I would assume, after the uh, Arlovsky fight, right, Marcel? That's yeah. what you guys have listed. So we're, uh, just based on UFC stats, we'll start, start with what they have. And it's light heavyweight fight between Philippe Linz and Maxime Grishin. And the odds for this fight, I'm going to pull them up right now, I know that they're pretty competitive, Marcel, for this fight kicking off the card. Um, right now we have uh, Maxine Grishin minus 140, Philippe Lins plus 120. What do you think? It looks like Philippe Lins finally found his way on the light, in the light heavyweight division. You know, he looked really bad at heavyweight. Light heavyweight looks much better. Um, one against Pragnio, uh, a lot of takedowns in that fight, or a lot of wrestling. Very good. And he knocked out the OSP, so he looked good in that fight. Um Maxim Grishin, Maxim Grishin, I, I feel like 
um, he lost his debut against Tibura, which was on the ha- in the heavyweight, right? Uh, one against Antigulov. I still think he should have won against Jacoby, in my opinion. You know, and then the William Knight fight was at heavyweight because William Knight came over like what 12, 13 pounds, crazy. Um, it's a difficult one, dude. If you ask me, on one and a half year ago, I would definitely go with Maxim Grishin. But the uh, Lins have shown uh, progressive progression in this last couple of fights, in my opinion. And uh, I think he pulled through with this one, man. I'm going with Felipe Lins, and uh, I think uh, he wins the fight by uh, decision. I'm with you. It's a tough one to call. I think so too because they're kind of like similar in a way. Like they're both older guys that are you know doing okay in the UFC two and two each. So like a little inconsistent. I do kind of agree that Lins has been doing better though. Obviously, looked looked outstanding this last fight. I do think he should have got a bonus for that knockout over OSP, personally, Marcel. It was so cool. I agree. Yeah. 49 seconds, like, you know, OSP, yes, he's kind of at the end of his career, but, like, it's not the easiest kind of finish either. So, it, in the in the first minute. So, I mean, that was pretty impressive. And the win over uh, Prachniel, I think, you know, looked better in hindsight. Mm-hmm. And then Grishin, obviously, coming off a win over William Knight, who's not even in the UFC anymore. But he's had some really close fights in the UFC as well. The Jacoby fight, he could have won that fight. It was very competitive. Got a lot of experience. Um, 43 fights, I believe it is. So, like, tons of experience. Grish, uh, Linz obviously has, you know, decent amount of experience, 221 fights, and Bellator, PFL champion, obviously, as well. I think it's a close fight, man. I think it's kind of close. Um, I agree. I could see it going either way. I have no interest in, like, betting on this fight by any means because I'm having even difficulty picking a winner. Why would I bet on it? I want to pick... Christian by decision, Marcel, but uh, Linz could definitely win this fight for sure. And I, like I said, I'm kind of on the fence about this one. I'm just going to lean towards the uh, guy that I think is like a little bit more solid everywhere. So I'll go with Christian, but very, very competitive. And I could easily see it going either way, man. I could easily see it going either way. But we got Craig in the chat. What's up, Craig? How's it going, man? Glad to have you here. All right, let's go to the next fight, Marcel. We got uh interesting fight in the UFC uh, bantamweight division, which it's just such a great weight class. And you got Luan Lacerda taking on Damon Blackshear. And right now we got Luan Lacerda, minus 135, and Damon Blackshear, plus 115. What do you think about this one? I'm pretty convinced with this one, actually. Um, I feel like if you look at Damon Blackshear so far in the UFC, two fights, fight against Zalal, went to a draw. Um, after that, he had that Basharat fight, which he looked competitive, and I got to give him that, but still, Basharat was better and won the fight. Uh, Luan, Luan Lazarda, he debuted earlier this year, right, against Cody Stamen. Pretty tough debut, I think. Uh, was on a good winning streak. Uh, it should have Brazil LFA. Uh, I think he looked good against Stamen, man. If he, if he had a little bit more luck, he could have got the decision, I think. was super close, in my opinion. Um, I actually like what I saw a lot. I actually like a lot what I saw from him. Um, and I think if I see his earlier fights, I think he's really solid, man. I really like the dude, so... I'm thinking Lazarda here, man. I think he get, he gets the win here. And uh, to be honest, I also think that he has a chance to get the finish. But, I mean, <laughs> Demont Blackshear hasn't been finished ever, I think, in his career. So uh, I'm going with the, with the, how do you say that, with the safe pick. I'm going with the decision here for Luan Lazarda. Yeah, another, you know, competitive fight on paper. But I'm, I'm with you on this one. I'm going to go with Lazarda as well. I think there's more upside with this guy. I think he's you know, a pretty dangerous fighter, obviously, with the submissions. A lot of them in his career. Coming from LFA, uh, had a long win streak. Lost his debut against Stamen, but very close fight. I, I actually was watching it earlier this morning. He actually took Stamen down in that fight. So his wrestling is pretty good. 
and we know his strike his uh, striking is pretty good as well. It's not amazing, but it's, it's decent. It sets up his takedowns right really in his ground game. Um, earlier in his career, because he's actually he's been fighting for a while. He's been fighting for over ten years, but doesn't like have a huge name by any means because um, he only fights like once a year basically. He is a Nova Unia product though, so you know he's coming for a camp with guys with amazing takedown defense, right? Like that's one of their calling cards. Um, yeah. I think that you know he's he's looked pretty good coming up over the years. I mean, he has a win over Paiva. I think we talked about the last time he actually fought Marcel, like that early career win over him. I was watching some of his earlier fights in his career, but and he was getting taken down, but this is like seven years ago. Like, he's improved the grappling, guys. Like, you can't look at that fight with that Teixeira guy in Chuto, Brazil from 2016, I don't think, and say he got taken down by him because if you look at the Stamen fight, he took Stamen down, right? So I actually think this guy's pretty good, man. Um, I think he's decent. I think he's dangerous. And, you know, Blackshear, I just feel like he's – a guy that's, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't honestly, I don't think he's UFC caliber. You know, he's not bad by any means, guys. He's a decent fighter, but n- not great anywhere either. And I, I, I kind of feel like the grappling should neutralize each other in this fight. If not, I would even give Lacerda a slight lean personally, and then the striking, I would give him the lean there too. So like, there's no reason I wouldn't pick him here. Um, Blackshirt does have you know decent amount of experience, a little bit more, and like you said, like he's pretty tough, right? So it's hard to finish this guy. But man, I I, I like Lacerda. I'm gonna go with him, Marcel. You said decision. Is that what you said? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's hard to pick not a decision, right? Because the guy's never been finished. So I guess I'll lean that way too. But you know, if, if someone's gonna get like this guy's neck, it's probably gonna be Lacerda. Um, so I'll take Lacerda as well. We have a consensus pick there as well. It's not football fan. He says Blackshear's a dog. He is. I mean, listen, the guys had two tough matchups, like against Grapplers and For sure. the Bashar and the Bashar fight. Like he held his own in that fight, you know, which is impressive. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, he still lost, you know, and. Honestly, like Lacerda, I think would have kind of a similar fight. I mean, I think he'd lose too, but I don't think the fight would be that dissimilar. It's all matchups. I, I feel like, like again, the, the grappling. I kind of think that it's going to be Lacerda getting the better positions in this fight, and if not getting, you know, a, a back position or something like that, and racking up some points that win control time like that. But uh, yeah, it should be a competitive fight. Could see it even being 29-28, but I think Lacerda will pull it off, guys. So that's my pick. All right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. We got Jinyu Fry taking on Elise Reed. And this is in the UFC women's strawweight division. And the odds on this fight are Elise Reed is favored right now, minus 130. Jinyu Fry plus 110. I'll start on this one, Marcel. Yeah. Um, I like uh, I like Elise Reed in this fight. You know, I, I've, this is the first time I think I've even picked her in the UFC. Like, I come on here all the time. I'm like, man, I just don't think this fighter's that good. And, like, I, it's worked out pretty well, like, She's been finished three times in the UFC. I don't think she's great. Even the two wins, like, nothing special. But this is a fade on Jinyu Fry. You know, she's getting really up there in age now. She's turning – she just turned 30, uh, 38. And she's coming off an absolutely brutal knockout loss in the first round, the first minute of the fight against Pollyanna Vienna. And I feel like that's the kind of fight that, like, just showed me that she is on a decline here. And, I, I mean, she, listen, she has a path to victory here if she just chooses to wrestle, like when she fought the, the Paula a few years ago. She just chose to wrestle, but that was two years ago. You know, she's not 30, she was 35 then in that fight, two and a half years now. She's 38. It's a big difference. Um, just hasn't looked great in the UFC, two and four record. Nothing special. Again, at least read nothing special. I don't think either two and three, but I do think she's probably going to be the more effective striker in this fight. Um, as long as she keeps on the feet, I think she'll be able to win the decision in this fight. So that's going to be my lean here, guys. Elise Reed by decision. Um, and I think she gets the job done here. Minus 130 is not bad odds if you like her. It's basically a pick with a slight little bit of juice, but I, I'm definitely going with Reed. I can't pick Fry in this fight, Marcel. Give me your pick, man. 
Yeah, that's great because I can't pick Reed in this fight. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, it's it's like it's a difficult fight, I think, to pick, man, to be really honest. I feel like uh, both girls ha haven't really shown uh, really good stuff in the UFC, in my opinion, you know. I kind of say, man, the, the fight with uh, Jinju Frey and Vanessa Demopoulos, I think she got robbed in that fight. I think she clearly won two rounds in that fight, and she didn't got it. Uh, she got knocked out by Poliana Viana last time out, you know, within a minute, so uh, that was bad. And Elise Reed, listen, man, if we have to believe Elise Reed pattern, win-loss, 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 she's due to a win again now. So uh, <laughs> that might be a thing, but uh, I don't really believe in patterns. I think it will be a close fight, man, but I favor Jinju Frey here if I had a decision. So, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the other girl wins. <laughs> yeah. Again, I do lean towards Reed, but, you know, it is, it's going to most likely hit the scorecard. You're going to have yeah. to split the judges in this fight. That's all I'll say. And, you know, they've been in some close fights, both these girls. So, it could be could be a split. Actually, maybe you look at the split decision props in this fight, Marcel. Yeah. Maybe that's a fight to look at, right? Typical like, fight, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it. What's up, Chris? How's it going? He has a question about Rakic. Dude, I'm wondering the same thing because that fight with Blahovic was a year ago. So, you haven't heard anything? You haven't heard anything? No. Right? No. no. Fair enough. Okay. Sorry. Let's go sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, I said sorry. No, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> He's talking to me. Yeah, he doesn't know anything. I don't know anything either. All right. Let's go to the next fight, guys. We got Daniel Santos taking on Johnny Munoz. And this fight, the rebooking, the fight was supposed to happen at UFC 288. Santos had like something wrong with his leg. You know exactly what it was. Like, I don't think it was a serious injury, obviously. But... Infection, I heard, but I'm not sure. Okay, well, hopefully he's feeling better. I mean, I don't think he'd be booked again if he, you know, still yeah, infected. But, um, odds for this one, Santos is a favorite here, minus one ninety, plus one sixty. Johnny Munoz. I, I think we both picked Daniel Santos last time. Does your pick yeah. change at all, or no? No, no, no. I'm still going with Willie Cat here, man. I really like the dude. So, um, I even yeah, I think you finished. Probably first or second round TKO. Yeah. Yeah, I like him here too, Marcel. I mean, like, again, the fact that the fight was rebooked pretty short order, I'd imagine the guy's fully healthy, I would hope. If he comes mm -hmm. in here with any sort of, you know, lingering effects of that, it, it makes it a little bit trickier. But, like, I, I, I can't assume that he's going to be sick. I, I would think he'd be healthy. Uh, Johnny Munoz, listen, like, he's a decent grappler, but the striking is not great. The chin, Marcel, that fight with Tony Gravely, like, it, it, the chin looked a little bit weak to me, man. You know, maybe it was just a really good punch. I don't know. Maybe it was a fluke. I don't know. But his chin didn't look in that fight, guys. And now he's taking on Daniel Santos, who's just a really dangerous striker. We saw in his last fight. Man, survived that early onslaught, came back and just destroyed John Castaneda in an epic uh, comeback win. I think it was fight of the night. Great fight. And then, you know, even his debut against Arce, like that's not an easy debut. And, and he didn't get finished. He went the distance and, you know, showed some good striking in that fight. And again, you know, he, he trains with that with that camp shooter box Marcel. So, Kind of similar with the striking to Oliveira. You know, you can drop him, he'll get back up, keep coming forward. He's constantly going forward. Um, that forward pressure will give John Munoz issues. I think he knocks him out. I'm, I'm taking him by first round knockout. So I'm with you. We both have Daniel Santos, Willie Cat, first round by knockout. And again, this division is just so good, right? It's just like such an amazing division. Like, yeah, these guys aren't even close to being ranked, especially like Santos with one win, but like he's so dangerous, right? So I like him to win this fight. All right, guys, let's go to the next fight here. We got uh, heavyweight fight of the year, Marcel. Dontel Mays against Tom Jarlowski. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, is this your typical fight that you go to the uh, toilet, Marcel? To take a shit, you mean? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I think the UFC made a huge mistake, man, because why is this not on the main card? I mean, they love to put these kind of fights on the main card. And, and by the way, Ah, man, I should be more respectful about Andre Arlovsky, man. The guy's a legend. So, I think he's a legend. He is. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. say this is like a typical fight. I go take a 
dump. But yeah. But it could. I think it plays out like a boring. Decision. Anyways, look at the odds. Sorry, let me read them first. Minus one twenty-five for Dante Macy's favorite here. Plus one hundred five. I don't agree with that. Honestly, no. <laughs> how can you fade? How can you really favor this guy after the last couple of fights he's had? Like the fight with Sakai was just one of the worst fights of the year. Terrible fight. Hamdi fight was bad too. Like this guy has got low fight IQ. It seems like he's doesn't have great cardio really. Like he's just a really big dude that like can push you against the fence. It's possible, Marcel, that that could be enough to win this fight. It's possible. It is because Arlovski's four four. You know. Yeah, the thing with I, I I think is that uh, the bookies are like, yeah, Arlovski got quickly finished by Marcos Rogério yeah. de Lima, blah. but then Rogério de Lima defeated Waldo Cortes Acosta, and I would pick Cortes Acosta any day over Dante Mace. You know what I oh, mean? Easily. So yeah, so I mean, I don't really get the thought. I, I understand how they think, but I don't really get the thoughts behind it. You know, I think it's weird, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Like, I mean, listen, it's definitely possible that Mays could win. And, and it's also possible, Marcel, that Orlowski is a guy that we could fade now because that chin didn't look good in that last fight. And, and you know, it's crazy. Like, he went, he used to get knocked out like, all the time and then started going all these years without getting knocked out. Now he gets brutally – he didn't get knocked out, but he got dropped and then choked out like a second later, right? <laughs> but Marcos Rogério de Lima is pretty fucking good. So, like, I don't think I can like, completely fade him based on that loss. <laughs> um, whereas Mays just – I just think he's looked bad. Like, I just don't think he's done anything special. And, man, like, I just – Marcel, honestly, this guy is one of these guys that I – it's like borderline UFC caliber, man. He keeps getting all these chances in the UFC. He had so many chances on a contender to get in, finally gets in. To me, he hasn't looked great. And I don't know. Like, I'm just not impressed by the dude. Again, he could still win this fight. I'm not, like, super confident in Orlovsky, but – I would slightly lean towards the legend here, Marcel, to win a decision. Um, that would be my pick. I feel like he can use his footwork. I think he's got way better footwork. As long as he doesn't get just pinned against the fence here, which could happen, that's my worry because Mays is a big dude, man, strong guy. But, again, I think Orlowski with the footwork can kind of jab his way out, you know, move around and win a decision here. It's not super confident, but I do feel like he should be slightly favored. So at plus one hundred five, I'll lean his way a little bit. I, I think you have the same pick. Is that what you're? Yeah, man. I mean, Mace, Mace got signed by Dana because he said he needed heavyweights. You know, he was three times on the contender series, and uh, he won twice. I think he only lost the first against Alan Crowder, and the third time he won against a former goalkeeper from Chelsea. So, um, yeah, I mean. I pick Arlovsky here, man. I think Arlovsky is smart enough to to get a decision here, to don't go into a firefight with Mace, you know, and uh, ride it out. 15 minutes, unanimous decision. The pitbull Andre Arlovsky. So I'm with you, man. Was that guy really? Oh, he really was a goalie, eh? That Purcell guy? Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, like, how good of a fighter is he really? Anyways, that was a few years ago. Listen, I just the guy hasn't done it for me, man. Like, he really hasn't. So I'm with you on this one. Couple, <laughs> this comment's funny. Your weekly portion of heavyweight action. I know, I'm surprised they didn't put it in the main card, right, Antoine? Like they always do. So, all right, Marcel. The next fight, um, we don't have odds for this one, but I believe this is the next fight on the card. It is Moudin Gafarov taking on John Castaneda. No odds for this one, guys. Castaneda was supposed to fight Mateus Mendonca. I was actually leaning towards Mendonca there as an underdog. Were you? Did you have a lean in that fight, the original fight? I haven't thought about it actually. So I fair can't enough. Sure. Fair enough. I was looking at Madonza as a dog, but he pulled out. Now we have Gafarov taking a short notice. I feel like Gafarov might be favored, actually, to be honest with you. We I don't think have so him, but I think he'll be favored. Um, and I'm picking him to win. I, I'm assuming you're picking him to win. I just Listen, Castaneda's had some good fights. I picked him in uh, the, the Wineland fight, the Johns fight. He was doing well for me. But uh, 
that last fight, man, that knockout was so brutal. Like, it's kind of the one you, those are the kind of knockouts you fade a guy coming off his next fight. And Gafarov is really fucking dangerous. Um, I thought he beat Chad Ellinger a few years ago. I agree. And they signed Chad for some reason, which I wouldn't have signed him. I know he's Canadian. I'm not trying to be, you know, I hope he doesn't hear this. I wasn't <laughs> from making a check, but like, I don't really think Chad's like a, anything special. I know he has, he has one in the UFC, but. I think this guy's better, you know, personally. So I think he should have been in the UFC for two years now, probably. And, you know, back-to-back wins in LFA, Marcel, by knockout. He's a fucking dangerous striker. He has a lot of experience fighting in, obviously, one championship. You know, he fought Lineker in that promotion and a couple other guys. Uh, very dangerous dude. And uh, the other thing is, Marcel, you know, a lot of his fights in one were, you know, at 145. Now he's 135. Although, obviously, the weight, uh, the hydration, the replenishing is a little different. So it's just something to keep in mind. But, uh I think he knocks out Castaneda, man. I have to, fa- I have to fade Castaneda here. I'm going to take Gaffarov by knockout. Again, we don't have odds, guys, but I'm assuming he'll be the favorite in this fight by like a little bit. What do you think, man? Ben Gaffarov as well. Do you know the story with Gaffarov signing a couple of years ago with the UFC? So um, he signed with the UFC. I actually blo- broke that fight. Him versus Mossa Evloev. I think it was also Evloev's de- debut. And uh, he had a whole presser in Tajikistan where he announced it with a lot of people there in media where he signed the contract to sign with the UFC. <laughs> and then one championship was like, hey, dude, you still have fights with our, with us on our contract. <laughs> what the hell? You know, and then he had to go back to one. So the UFC contract was void. Uh, Falling Katana Series lost to Analogo, what you're telling me and or what you're telling just. And uh, yeah, now he's in the UFC finally after a long, long time. Um, yeah, I'm picking him as well, man. I think he's decent. I think he's a good fighter. Um, I'm picking him to uh, beat Castaneda. Oh, so I, I don't know if, if you're breaking up on me a little bit. I don't know if it's me or him, guys, but I, you guys hearing that? Mark, talk again? I hear you perfectly, dude. Okay, maybe it's me then. My apologies. Keep going. Yeah, I was done. <laughs> oh, good, uh, you now, now, after you talked, like for a second there, I got completely cut off. My apologies, guys. I don't know if it's me or him, but I got cut off. Um, Anyways, you're picking. What was you're picking, Gafrov? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple comments here. Joe, what's up, man? How's it going? By the way, Chris Pedro says, uh, "I'm rooting for Fry. The chick was cool and inspirational. Did you know she has like three degrees. Who Fry? I mean, three degrees, like black belt or something, or or I think that's what he means, right? I know she's got what karate background or taekwondo or something. I think it was for her. Glenn. Okay, my bad. It's, it might be. It might have been me there, guys. I apologize. All right. Um, Final prelim, Marcel, Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos taking on Abubakar Nurmagomedov. And the odds for this one are right now, it's almost a pick but it's slightly towards Elizu, minus 115, Abubakar minus 105. You don't really see, um, you don't really see Nurmagomedov an underdog very often, so that's interesting. By the way, he said college trees. Okay, interesting. Okay, I thought you were talking about like her uh, belts or something. Anyways, Marcel, what do you think? Abubakar or Elizu? In this fight, uh, I mean, it's a close fight, you know. If you look at the Abubakar, he did very well against Gatsi Omagajiev last time out, you know. But I still feel like, I know disrespect, but he's probably like the less greater of the Nurmagomedov clan, you know. Uh, Eliseo Zaleski dos Santos, I like the dude, you know, but uh, he's been out with an injury and with the USADA thing, you know, so he's finally back now. Um, I always liked him, man, but he got that weird he got that weird knockout loss to uh, Lee Jingliang that I absolutely didn't expect it back then. Remember, that Salikov loss, I don't really rate that because I still think he won that fight. He completely destroyed Benoit Saint-Denis. Uh, 
a year, I think it's almost over, it's one and a half year ago already when that happened. Uh, long layoff, but uh, I still favor him, dude. I think he wins the decision. So you're taking, sorry, you're taking... I'm picking Eliseo Zaleski Los Santos, yeah. I'm with you too. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going to pick him too. Like, I do see like some weakness with the takedown defense a little bit. Like, I think Benoit took him down and a couple other guys, but like no one's really like held him there for too long of periods and Man, on this on the on the feet, man. Like he's by far the superior striker in this fight. I don't think Abubakar is that great on the feet. Like his striking is okay. It's rudimentary. Pretty good jab. Um, tough dude. Even on the ground, man. Like I think he can be beaten. Like even remember he fought Zawada. Like he, you know, he took him down, and then gets tapped out with the triangle. Like I don't know. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't really fought that much. He's fought three times in the last four years in the UFC. You know, um, I don't know. I haven't been super impressed. Whereas Elizu, like dude, he has a great record in the UFC. Like. What, it's uh, um, seven, eight, nine, and three. I mean, that's a fucking good record, isn't it? Like, he's fought pretty good competition. He's got wins over guys like, you know, Sean Strickland. And, and Benoit's a tough dude. And, you know, Kuchenko, I know he didn't really do well in the UFC, but at the time was pretty highly regarded. And the guy's a great striker, man. As long as he keeps his fight standing, I think he wins for sure. Like, there's definitely the threat of the takedown with his opponent here. But uh, I'm going to go with Elijah Zaleski with Santos. I think he wins the decision probably, but uh, – yeah, we'll see. Bukar for me more active. We'll see. I think Eliza's going to be more active on the feet, but we'll see. Here's a question from Andrew. How, hey, Andrew, how's it going? He said, is busy having Gamrot for August 5th a thing? Marcel? Tell me which account it said. I have no idea. Which account, uh, Andrew? If you just throw the, the at down there, Marcel will check it out. Um, it's possible. I mean, it's definitely possible. People know about fights that aren't in the media, you know, all yeah. the time. Friends of friends, gym, you know, teammates, stuff like that. So. Very, very possible. So here's a great question. What's up, man? Adam, the AEW thing tonight, you excited? I mean, I, listen, I'm a I'm an MMA fan for sure, but I got the opportunity tonight to do an AEW live chat. There's an event in Las Vegas. They asked me to do it. Same company that I've been working with a little bit, doing the uh, Game Bread Mazadol, um, the uh, the boxing event, and then uh, I did the BKFC one with Perry and, and Rockwell. I guess they like my works, which is which is you know obviously flattering. So. They want me to do tonight uh, AW event, so 8 o'clock p.m., guys. If you are into pro wrestling, pay-per-view.com. Uh, if you order it there, you can you can join in the live chat, and I'll be there uh, for, I think it's like three to four hours of, of pro wrestling action. And, I, you know, I'll, I'm looking forward to it, uh, definitely. So I'm not, you know, huge into wrestling like I used to be when I was younger. I used to be huge into it. I'm way more in MMA now, but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And obviously there's some names I recognize, like Chris Jericho, Hardy Brothers. Like, I know these guys, so it should be pretty good. Um, thanks for asking, man. All right, let's go to the next uh, fight here, Marcel. I believe it's the first fight in the main card, right? So, again, guys, UFC stats and, and ESPN is saying that the fight between Garam Kutatalaze and Jamie Malarkey is at 145, but Marcel is pretty sure it's at 155. I think uh, you might try to confirm that, Marcel, potentially. I don't know if you can, but it would be great because <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know anyone. You you probably know these people that uh, you know can tell you the weight class, but uh, – we're, we're going to assume it's at 155, okay? So, because that's the weight class they've both been fighting in their whole time. So, we'll see. It, maybe it's 145. We'll find it later this week. Again, this is Sunday and the fights are on Saturday. We'll, we'll find them more during the week. Garam is the biggest favorite in the card, minus 325. Jane Malarkey plus 270. How can you not pick Garam in the spot, Marcel? Like, he's, he's winning this fight, guys. He is winning this fight. The guy is really fucking good. I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, like, how is he not ranked in the top 15? He beat Gamrot. I know it was a close fight. I did score for Gamrot. Then he goes in there against Demir, razor thin. So he's had two razor thin fights against like two of the top 15 guys in the division. Um, he's proven that he is one of the best guys in the world himself. 
you know, really good wrestling, you know, powerful striking, 50 minutes of cardio. The guy is just a, a problem, man. I hope he can stay more active. He doesn't fight that often. This is his first fight in basically a year. I, if this guy can fight more often, he's going to be ranked. He could be a contender. Um, Malarkey, to me, you know, he's had a good run in the UFC. He's four and three. He's won four of his last five. But, you know, I I, I don't necessarily trust him in the spot. Like, some of the guys he's beaten are not in the UFC anymore, right? And even that last guy, like, he used his wrestling in that fight. I don't see that being the case here. He's going to have to stand and trade probably and. On the feet, I mean, he's shown no weakness with his chin. He's got some power himself. We've seen that. But the, the chin, I think, is a bit of a weakness. And I'll be honest, Marcel, I think that Garam could knock him out, too. I think it's possible Garam could even knock him out in this fight and uh, really make a mark. I think a, a decision is probably the safest play here, Garam by decision. But if the odds are crazy for a knockout, maybe that's worth a, a poke because I, I do think he can knock him out. I just have no doubt he wins this fight. I would be very, very, very surprised if Garam lost this fight. I think he's the superior fighter everywhere. I think he probably goes in there, like I said, sparks this guy or just wins a, a three-round decision in 327. I like Garam a lot in this fight, Marcel. I know you do too. Yeah, Garam is winning this one, I think. You know, um, I like him a lot as well. You know, uh, Jamie, um, I don't think he can dry hump his win to a win this time, of his way to a win this time, what he did to Francisco Prado. Um Garam is overall just good, man. And after this win, they should put, put, uh, book Garam against Paddy. I think that would be great. Uh, let's Garam see. Would just <laughs> but uh, yeah, Garam's running this one. I'm taking a decision as well, just a safe, safe pick, I think. I think it's a safe way, but I, I think it's sparking, dude. How shocked would you be if Jamie beat Garam? I'd be pretty surprised. I got to be honest, I would be. How about you? Safe? Shocked is a great, it's a little bit too much, but I would be surprised as well. Yeah, like you. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I don't know if I'm ever like shocked anymore because like I've seen so many fights that I thought would go one way and then the other, and even the odds thought that too. And then the other guy I, won, but I remember I was shocked when, um, when TJ won against Ronan Barrow the first time, I think. That was that pretty, was, I remember watching that fight with friends and the way you dropped him and stuff. It was, it was pretty nuts for sure. And, so, and I was uh, with a, a kickboxing, uh, event local i was here and at the same time was ufc 111 111 with uh, that was in abu dhabi i think with uh anderson silva against maya and uh, bj pen frankie Edgar won and i remember i was searching for the results because back then the smartphones weren't that good you know so i was searching and then i find something frankie Edgar defeats bj pen via it's like what the hell is this wrong is this the wrong turn it's <laughs> No, I was super surprised back then, but I wasn't really that deep into MMA back then. I, I didn't know any every fighter from on the roster or something. So for yeah. me, BJ was a huge, amazing, legendary guy, and Frankie Edgar was the up and comer who was basically a wrestler to me. So I was super uh, surprised back then. But yeah, if you look back at it, yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I there's. I mean, there's been some shockers for sure. I mean, people, um, if you tell people today, like, you were shocked that Barrow beat, uh, for TJ Dillashaw beat, beat Barrow, everybody's like, why is that shocking? But back then it was, you know, it was really shocking back then. James Roberts, he says he's rooting for Jamie, but Garam's better everywhere. I mean, you're, you have the same name. Of course you're rooting for the guy. <laughs> the same name, my friend. I'm just kidding. Um, all right, we'll go to the next fight here, Marcel. We have... A women's uh, flyweight bout between Karine Silva and Ketlin Souza. Souza, and the odds for this one: uh, Karine Silva minus two twenty-five, Ketlin Souza plus one ninety. What do you think? You start. Um. Okay. Sure. Uh. So I I didn't know a lot about Ketlin Souza. I did the tape study though, so now I know a little bit more about her. Mm -hmm. A pretty good striker. I mean, that's kind of like her bread and butter. She likes to keep the fight in the feet. I I, I find. 
Um, I, I do think the grappling defensively is an issue. You know, even the last fight with Christina Williams, you know, I think she showed a little bit of weakness there. And and I don't know, man, like Karina Silva, like I'm – she showed the weakness too, like with the takedown defense at times. Like if I was uh, on contender, you know, um, against – what's her name? Um, uh, Kree Yan, like she got taken down a lot in that fight, but then ends up getting her neck and chokes her out. Her submissions are really dangerous. The fight with Patello – like she like dropped her and then grabbed her neck immediately and, and darced her out, you know. So the, the submissions are very dangerous. Quite a bit of experience as well, um, dating back, you know, almost a, actually a decade now. So she's a lot of experience. You know, she's fought some pretty good opponents as well over the years. She has a six fight win streak right now as well. Um, I usually tend to lean towards the, the stronger grappler, Marcel, especially in the smaller cage in the apex, and that's no different here. So I do favor her to win the fight. Um, I do think Sosa's got a chance. Obviously, if she keeps the fight standing, I would give her a lean in the striking. So that's something that she has going for her. But I think with the grappling, I really do think as long as Karina Silva like pursues the grappling, keeps pursuing takedowns and is opportunistic. Like if the girl loses her neck out, you know, or something, or she you know hurts her and then her neck gets exposed or something like that, or arm gets exposed, like I think she can be potentially finished. So um it, it could end up being a trickier one than maybe that we think, but uh, I'm leaning towards uh, Karina Silva, and you know she is a finisher, man. Like almost all of her wins are by uh, actually, I think all of her wins are by stoppage. So I'd imagine she probably ends up finishing this fight. Um, I guess I'll lean towards her by submission because that seems to be her bread and butter. Um, as long as she gets her to the ground, I think that you know on the on the ground that she should have an advantage. So that's my pick. I can't hear you. Sorry, you're on mute. You're on mute. You hello, go. hello, hello. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, I kind of feel the same, man. I really like what I saw from Karini Silva. I agree with you. The contender series against that stocky Chinese girl, I forgot her name. Uh, she had some difficulties with her, but she she choked her out second round. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, Catlin Souza. Um, they finally changed it, and Catlin Souza was with Catlin Vieira the whole time on uh, on UFC stands, I think. So, um yeah, Susa is good, but I think Karini Silva is better, you know, and I think she will uh, implement her game plan. She will she will try to get it to the ground, probably. And I also have Karini Silva. I think she chokes her out probably in the second round somewhere. Yeah, so you have the same kind of pick there, I guess, in that one. Um, yeah, but I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what she can do in the UFC. I mean, it's a new signing, right? So yeah. you got a guy saying you're the GOAT. It's very true. Very true. We all know that. Thank you. Uh, next fight here, we've got... Uh, this is an interesting one, Marcel. Yeah. Victor Altamirano taking on Tim Elliott, who it's going to be interesting with with uh, mythical beast potentially he could be because now you got divorced Tim Elliott because <laughs> you had divorced during last week, Marcel. I don't know if he's divorced, but you know he separated from his ex. Um, right now, Tim Elliott is favored, Marcel minus one eighty. Victor Altamirano plus one fifty five. I'll start on this one too, Marcel. If that's okay. Yeah, well, sure. Listen, I think Altarano's not bad. Like I think he's you know an interesting prospect in the division. Obviously, you know he's he's got some power. We've seen that. Um, you know he's he's a scrappy dude. I definitely think he's got a chance, but at the same time, like man, like Tim Elliott, that wrestling, the pace, the cardio, like he's just proven. He's proven that he can go fifteen hard. Um, and overall, he's looked pretty pretty good the last you know couple of years. He's looked pretty good. Tons of experience in the UFC. You know. He's got the advantage of the grappling. And, I, again, in the smaller cage, I lean towards the grappler usually. Um, and like I said, we all know, guys, that, you know, his – well, he's the one who came out and said it. Uh, his his ex-wife, Gina Mazzani, was, 
you know, sleeping with Kevin Kroom, his former teammate. I don't know if they're still teammates. I have no idea. That, that, that must be awkward. But, uh, man, Gloria MMA, Marcel, the stories from that fucking place, eh? Like, Jesus, that place is just, wow, full of stories. But, you know, man, like, I hope he can channel that energy into a great performance, like just like Mackenzie Dern did, right? I hope he can do the same thing. Because um, I, I, I'm rooting for Tim on a personal level because of what he's gone through, man, you know? But even as, like, just a fighter, he's – Got the wrestling. He's got the ability to keep this fight in the ground. He's got the ability to keep the pace for 15 minutes. Alter Reynolds got the power to hurt him, but Tim's got a pretty good chin overall. Hard to finish with uh, with knockouts. He's more of a guy that gets subbed out. Um, I, I think he should win this fight. You know, he's, he's favored for a reason. Victor, I think, will have problems here, Marcel, defending takedowns constantly. He's gonna. He might defend the first couple, but Tim's gonna keep you know pressing. We know how Tim fights. Awkward MMA, right? Like weird head, weird head movement. You know unorthodox takedowns and a, a pace that really is hard to match. I, I think he wins a decision, Tim Elliott by decision. Yeah, the funny thing is like uh, Tim Elliott kind of looks much older than Victor Altamirano and that's because Altamirano looks super young. But he's 32 already, you know, and, and Tim is 36, yeah. so only four years age gap. Uh, Elliott way more experienced, obviously. Um, in my opinion, just the better fighter as far as I know. I mean, Victor Altamirano ain't bad, but he got some he got some fortunate decisions, you know, he, in the contender series as well, you know. Uh, he looked good against Salvador last time, I think. He won two of the three rounds. Um, I'm picking Elliot here as well, dude. I mean, Elliot, you know, you, you like, like you said, he can go 15 hard minutes, uh, 50 minutes hard, you know. Uh, and dude has... Dude has something to do, man. Has something to prove to himself, I think, you know. I think he comes with a lot of baggage coming into this fight. And I think he's really determined to, to determine. He got the determination to, to win the fight. You know what I mean? So I'm taking Elliot with a decision win, a, a clear decision win, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I think he wins too. Here's a couple of comments, guys. Um, Mike says it's full card picks. It is. So we're actually on the main card now, Mike. If you can just rewind, um, I'll have to do the uh, the timestamps. Like I usually do during the podcast, but I'll have to get to it after. I am writing them down though, so they should be up there later. Just uh, waiting for something to – I need, like, a password to get into the thing because I'm not at home right now. Um, we got Elliot here. Yeah, I like him too, Joe. Uh, crazy power. Chilliot, Tim Elliott's going to go straight for the belt mark. Mark my words. Mm, okay. Elliot by being busy. Yeah, that's kind of what we think. He's still He is still going strong at 36, you know. If this was WWF, WWE, Altamirano, we win the destruction. Is there a guy named Altamirano in, in wrestling? <laughs> I guess there is, eh? You're going to – Streak another podcast. I, I'll I'll stay around for another short podcast. I don't know if Marcel can, but I will do a short one with you guys. Just going over some like fight announcements and stuff. Let's just get through the last couple of fights here, Marcel. We got the next one here. We got Jim Miller taking on Jared Gordon in the UFC lightweight division, and obviously Jared Gordon coming off a recent knockout loss to Bobby Green that was overturned immediately to no contest due to a headbutt. It is a little concerning coming back so soon, in my opinion. You know, it's definitely concerning. But having said that, he is still favored here, minus one ninety. Plus 160, Jim Miller. I want to hear your thoughts on this, man. What do you think about this fight? Yeah, man, Jim Miller, fight number 42 in the UFC and still going. Still going strong. Uh, Jim Miller, we all know what he can do. You know, he has, he has a great submission game. Um, great BGJ. Um, last fight against Alexander Hernandez. Yeah, it wasn't that great, man. Kind of disappointing to me, really. Uh, I felt like I, I feel like Hernandez took over and did very well. Uh, Jared Gordon, yeah, he got that weird ass no contest against Bobby Green where he got knocked out uh, by a by a clash of hats, and um, 
before that, that weird petty decision, which I don't really count as a loss, but hey, I'm just one voice, so it's officially a loss. Um, yeah, it's difficult, you know. Gordon comes back very quick after being knocked out. At the same time, I feel like that he should be able to win a three-round fight against Jim Miller right now, you know. I think uh, Gordon has looked better in his last couple of fights, in my opinion. He was really progressing. I think he won a petty fight, like I said. And I think he looked good against Green as well until those clash of hats, you know. So, um, I want yeah. Gordon here. I'm taking him via decision. I think he wins at least two out of three rounds. I mean, I'm with you too. Like, I, I have to still pick him to win the fight, even with the recent knockout loss. Like, don't get me wrong. It's definitely worrisome, though. Like, Jim Miller's got some power. He's got sneaky power. Like, he was on a nice little streak there where he was dropping guys, knocking them out, and obviously he lost his last fight. And that's the thing. Like, the Hernandez fight, it was competitive, Marcel. He almost won in the third round, right? It was competitive, but like, he did look a bit, you know, step slower, right? And maybe he's starting to finally show his age a little bit, um, Jim. You, you know, legend you know? of the sport. But you know what's funny to me? When people say on Twitter, like, uh, when you say, like, Gordon got knocked out, no, it wasn't no contest. Yeah, but he still got knocked out. We know it's a no contest, you know? <laughs> He still got knocked out, guys. It was yeah. it looked pretty bad, like right, like he was out. So yeah, that's one worry. Like just just say he's not fully recovered, and then Jim, mm -hmm. you know, catches him, clips him, and then drops him. Like that's what Jim's hoping for, I'm sure, when he signed off this fight. Like, hey, this guy's compromised. Um, I still think Jared's the better fighter right now, though. I still think he is, guys. I think you know he's probably got the more effective wrestling. I mean, Jim's obviously got amazing submissions. We know that. Everyone knows that. And he could catch you in an arm bar or take your neck or take your back or, you know, rock you guillotine. We don't know that about Jim Miller. We have seen him fight. But again, 39 years old, I think he started a little bit of the age in his last fight finally. And Gordon, he's not young even 34, but I still think he'd have more in the tank. Um, and, you know, really, like, it's it's funny how you could look at guys' records and, and twist things to, like, make – it looked better or worse, right? Because if you look at it right now, Marcel, he's won two and won no contest in his last four. You're like, man, it's not good. And then you know, split over Selecki, which I think he won that fight. So, you know, I don't think it should have split. But you could easily argue, oh, he should have lost that fight too. And like, he could be like one in four or whatever, right? But you could also argue that he beat Patty Pimblett and that the green fight was going his way until the headbutt. So he could easily be like, Oh, he's on a three fight un unbeaten streak in, in, in our eyes. So, like, it's just the way you could twist things to look at it. I don't even want to look at that stuff. I'm just trying to look at the actual fight itself. I think Gordon's the better wrestler. I think his striking and the boxing has improved quite a bit. I think it showed in that green fight before the headbutt. He was, I thought he was winning the round in that fight. I thought he was looking quite good in that fight. Um, and then he obviously got finished by a headbutt and then overturned immediately. Um, I, I think Gordon's going to be able to tough this one out. Marcel, take. Jim down, grind him out. I think it, it's going to look like Jim's fight a couple years ago against uh, Vince Pichel, a, a grindy, gritty fight. And I think Gordon ends up winning the fight by decision. So that's my pick, Marcel. Gordon by decision. And I think you have the same thing, right? Yep. Yeah, by the way, uh, to come back to Andrew's question, um, I see what you can't post that the VZF uh, Gamrot fight, I blocked that account. So uh, that's probably pretty much. Uh, if I block you, there are two possibilities: or you're breaking fake fights, or your account. So uh, one of the two. And I see Danny Ruby has replied under it that VCF never got offered a fight for that date. So well, he's got to say that because people are going to be. He's ducking him. Fizzyev's ducking camera. Like no, <laughs> like the guy's so tough, man. He's not ducking anyone. Anyways, a uh, couple comments. Glenn, great point. He's talking about Andrade. I was literally, uh, Glenn, I was thinking about that fight today because it's like, that man, and that was a perfect fade opportunity in hindsight, right? Like, it really was. So, 
uh, popped up like Gordon by decision, and so do I. Um, thoughts on Brackton Smith getting some? I mean, he should like he's not UFC caliber, dude. He just started training in the gym a year ago. I'm not trying to be mean, like, but this is the highest level of the sport. You don't like if this is the NFL, you're not just going to sign some guy who's never you know played football before. It's kind of weird, like that they even signed that guy. Clearly, needs more experience. Um, what's up, Joey? He says he, he yeah he likes that uh, pick as well, Gordon. All right, we'll the next fight here, guys. We got the co-main event, and it is Alex Caceres, Bruce Leroy taking on Daniel the Pit Pineda, and it's a fun fight, Marcel, in the featherweight division. Bruce Leroy right now is the favorite here. He is minus one seventy-five for the Pit, plus one fifty. Marcel, uh, who are you picking this one? Yeah, man, I'm going with Pineda here, man. I really like how he has looked lately. Uh, dude is a finisher. He has a one hundred percent finishing record. The crazy thing is, like he. Um, the best two wins got taken off him because of uh, use of, uh, of uh, uh, prohibited, how do you say that? Uh, banned substances. Yes. So, um, yeah, and he also got another, uh, I think, another uh, ban uh, from USADA thing uh, in the UFC. But he came back. He did look good in his last fight, won his last fight. Uh, I think he looked actually really good against Dr. Lutz, man. Um, got, the, got the guillotine choke in the second round. Now he's fighting Alex Caceres, and Alex Caceres finally been able to go to the top 15, man. And he surprised me with that knockout, uh, head kick knockout against Erosa. I'm not going to lie. I think he did, he did really well there. But I feel like Pineda is going to win the fight, man. I think he finishes Caceres probably with a submission in the second round. I really yeah, think so. Sorry. Yeah, I think he got a chance. I mean, he's, he's looked pretty good. He looked great. I mean, let's be honest. He has tougher lots, right? Like He's got a lot of experience over 40 fights. It's tricky, man, because like honestly, my initial thought was like, yeah, this guy's you know pretty good dog. I I think he's got a chance as a dog, but he does I I can't get there, Marcel. I'm gonna go with Casari still because I, I do think that the takedown defense will be able and just like the takedown defense, just the footwork, the movement. Again, it is in the smaller cage. Keep that in mind. But I think he's improved his grappling the last couple of years. Obviously, he's the better striker in this fight. So. I just feel like he's going to be hard to grab onto, man. Like he's really like slick and, and just slippery, and I think he'll be able to like, get away. And it, you know, like you said, Pineda, all his wins are by stoppage. So if he wins this fight, he's going to have to finish Caceres. But all his losses, I believe, are by decision, right? So, or except for the Cub fight. Or sorry, I shouldn't say all his losses. A few of his losses in the UFC are by decision. Um, he's been finished before, but I, I'm leaning decision loss. I think that he's going to be able to like, or. Bruce Leroy is going to be able to, like I said, get away from the takedown attempts. Um, I think he's got the better cardio to Bruce Leroy in this fight as well. And pick him apart and outpoint him for a decision. First round is going to be scary for sure. But after that, I think that he's, he's going to be cruising. So that's why I picked myself. Uh, Caceres by decision. I think he outpoints him. All right, we'll go to the main, uh, main event, guys. And uh, it's a fun one. It's a good fight. And I would assume that the winner, you think the winner gets the title shot? Marcel? Possible, possible. Uh, Miral Bazi taking on Kai Kara France and the odds Marcel are minus one ten each, so it's the closest fight in the card. Pick them here, pick them here, and both guys are obviously really, really highly regarded in the division. Marcel, I'll let you start with this one, man. Who are you picking? Because you know it's an interesting fight. What do you think? Who do you think I pick? I would think you're picking Amir. Your thoughts, good. Um, yeah, I'm picking Amir here because I think Amir is really good. I got to say, in the Costa fight, he had some trouble, you know, but I think Alessandro Costa is pretty good. You saw Alessandro Costa is the main training partner, Diego Lopez. <laughs> Diego Lopez looked <laughs> pretty, pretty good himself. Good too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, um, I mean, 
I really like Amir is also training at Ex Extreme Couture and uh, with uh, Dewey Cooper as well, BK MMA. Um, and Kai Kara France, man, for some reason, he's good, but I'm still not 100% convinced in Kai Kara France. And that's maybe really weird to a lot of people because he has fought some good fights, you know. He got that great three-fight win streak over Rogero Bunturin, Cody Garbrandt, Askarov. The Askarov fight was super close, in my opinion, you know, but he got it down there. And then against Moreno, he, he looked good in the uh, at the end of the fight, but then he got finished by Moreno. Um, I think Amir plays it safe, dude. I think a lot of wrestling we see in this fight, and uh, I think... Uh, I think Emil wins. Um, what should I pick? It's a really difficult one if I'm going with a decision win or I'm going with a quick with. A, I feel like he can get a quick finish as well, dude, to be honest. Um, man, I'm picking Albasi submission second round. Let's go all in. There you go. Um, it's an interesting fight, I'll say that. I mean, the odds are obviously extremely close. They're minus 110 each. That's, that's a coin flip. <laughs> Literally, it's a coin flip. And the book gets so big. Um, I think a lot of people are going to take care of France here because he is a pretty good takedown. He's got, got good takedown defense and Lafitte, very good striking. But, like, here's the thing. Like, I also th think you have to kind of, like, project where a guy's going to be. And I feel like Amir is making – every time I see him fight, he looks better and better, man. Like, he really does. Like, and you're right. Like, that cost a guy – you know, it's not a big name. But, like, man, that finish was impressive. The fig finish was quick. The Joggis fight was, you know – pretty good performance not the easiest fight but pretty good i think he's just he's leveling up every time he fights um i do look back at that fight with shorty torres though marcel that kind of worries me i'm not gonna lie that one because he was kind of unable to get the takedown the fee he was not doing that well but it was four years ago and you know he's extreme couture now he, he he's in amazing physical shape he's constantly getting better the, the the confidence is getting boosted and again, I just feel like he's on a roll with all this momentum, right? He's got five straight wins. He's finishing pretty much everyone in his way right now. Dangerous everywhere. He's got some power. He's got uh, his striking looks. Man, the striking looks way better against Costa, man. Like yeah. it, the, the the uppercut that, that dropped him was brutal. Um, even before that, he had dropped him with like a, I think it was an overhand right or a straight right. Like he looked pretty good. Kara um, France, you know, obviously good fighter, man. Really good fighter. Um, you know, power in the hands. We've seen that. The knockout power, um, pretty good takedown defense. I don't think it's amazing though. I think it's pretty good, but not amazing. You know, Askarov got him down. Askarov had his back. Um, even guys like uh, uh, sorry, who Bontorin had them as well until he got Bunturi knocked out. And, and, and back control until he gassed out. Right, yeah. like if he if he, that guy had any cardio, I mean that we know how much weight he was cutting. You know, to be fair, was a big dude, right? But still, like. He had him down and he held him that neck that uh, was like a neck cramp where they could choke for like four and a half minutes. And then he gets he gets starched after that, and that's obviously the, you know the warrior because Kai's got some power. But uh, I don't know, man. Like I seen him get taken down like enough, and like yes, he gets back up, he's scrappy, but I still feel like Amir could get him down. And not only that, Marcel, like I think the durability is a bit of an issue with this guy. Like we. Right. Are forgetting that like he's been knocked out too. You know, it's not like he hasn't been finished. I mean, he's coming off the body kick knock, but I'm not even talking about that. Like earlier in his career, he'd been sparked a couple times and even like submitted quickly too as well. So um I think he could be finished as well. Here is five rounds. Um so yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of with you, Marcel. I think it's gonna be finished. I I think he could knock him out potentially too. Like I maybe I'm too high in him, Amir Albazi. It's possible we're too high in him, both of us, but like Man, I've liked what I've seen from this guy, and like, that's a lot of momentum coming into this fight, guys. Care France does match up well with him. He could end up winning this fight like by 
uh, basically sprawl brawling. But I think Amir's going to be able to get him down. I think Amir's going to be able to, you know, get some minutes here. And, and even if he loses, man, I think the experience is going to help this guy so much. And I really like this guy, man. I think, you know, the division needs new contenders. And it's true that this guy hasn't fought the upper echelon, guys. And this is a step up in competition. But it's still a fight. I think it's winnable. I really do think it's a winnable fight. So I'm going to go with Amir as well, Marcel. We have the same pick in the main event. So it's interesting. All right, a couple comments here, guys. Let's get some. <clears throat> James says, I, I like Kai because of his high-level takedown defense, good power, good cardio. I mean, I can't disagree with any of that stuff. Although I do – like, bro, I think Amir's cardio is really good too, Marcel. Like, he's not, he doesn't get tired in his fights, guys. Like, I, I haven't seen it really. In terms of competition, Kai's fought the Husu. Yes, I, I mean, no one's going to disagree with that. What happened to Ben Wynn? Ben Wynn, I think, retired, right? I don't know. He's not in the UFC anymore. Um Abazi's yet to fight five. I mean, it's definitely something to keep in mind. I so Cara France was uh scheduled to fight five against Moreno. The fight only lasted three. Has he been five, Marcel? Uh Cara France? I I don't know. I don't think he has. I mean, I'm not worried about his cardio either, like to be to be honest. Yeah. But I just think Amir's cardio, honestly, guys, it, it's looked pretty good. Like, I don't think there's a real issue there, but uh you never know in that fourth and fifth round. That's that's something that we don't know about really. Um I just like to think it's going to look pretty good because it's held up really well in these third rounds of his last couple of fights. Like, he's not getting tired. Uh, Alex Perez is scheduled for a grappling match. I mean, hopefully he doesn't pull into that. That's Marcel's buddy. But uh, Andrew said, I'm picking out Bozzi. More potential, high ceiling. That, that's I, I kind of agree, man. I, I agree. I actually agree with this. Um, that's what I'm doing. I'm projecting. I'm projecting that he's going to get even better and look even better. So... We all have the same kind of thoughts, I guess, on that one. I mean, I, I again, the line's very close. There's a lot of action coming in on Care France. I believe the Albazi opened as the favorite, so the action is coming in on the uh, uh, on Care France, the, the more proven, I guess, veteran here. But uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I think they're both good fighters, but I'm I'm going towards Albazi. I just like the momentum he's running in this fight. All right, guys. Um, Marshall, is there anything else you want to say about uh, this card? Um, no, not really. Looking forward to it, man. And. Uh... Man, gonna be lots of cards, dude. I think uh, the, it's booked till August twenty-six, so <laughs> there is no uh, free week in between. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'll end this podcast right now, guys. I just want to say I appreciate you guys all jumping in short notice here. Uh, again, something uh, my schedule changed this week. I, I had to do it today. Um, so Marcel, I wanted to thank you. Thank you everyone in the chat. I'm gonna start a new podcast here in a few minutes, guys. Just going over some of my finances. I'll take any questions. I'm I'm 100 sure if Marcel you're able to stay or not, but I'm gonna do a short one here. Uh, but either way, just wanted to say thanks to everyone. We should be back for next Monday, the June, um, what June 5th, I think it would be, right, Marcel? Um, yeah, yeah, June 5th. So that'd be the next podcast after today, guys. So once again, just wanted to say thanks to everyone, and, and you know, appreciate you jumping in on a short notice here. Uh, talk to you guys soon, and thanks, James. I appreciate it, man. Hope you have a great day as well. I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, I'll try to get the uh, timestamps up whenever I can, and I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend for the remainder of it. Talk to you soon, but if not, I'll be back in a few minutes starting the next short podcast, guys, um, and we'll go over some fighting up. Peace.